Welcome to the Real Reflections Podcast, where the popcorn is always hot and the movies are talked about a lot. I am your host, Jay Wow. I figured on the first episode of the podcast, I would go over the uh, origins of the Real Reflections, its, con- or its uh, conception, and also go into detail a little bit about who I am and the movies that I enjoy. Because I feel that part doesn't really get discussed too much with a lot of the critics and the YouTube or uh, and the newspapers and all that. But let's not get into that for now. Let's talk about uh, Real Reflections itself. The uh, concept of Real Reflections came about when um, I was talking with a friend of mine on Facebook named Penny. And our key topic was how older movies seem to be ignored on uh, social media sites. Like uh, when Halloween Kills came out. If you went on any horror site, it was always about Halloween Kills, whether people liked it or hated it or wanted to spoil it. That's all they seemed to talk about. Or if you wanted to learn anything about Spider-Man No Way Home, you know, was there three Spider-Men or wasn't there? That was always a big hot debate when that movie came out as well. It's always the newer movies that comes out is always the ones that get seemingly any sort of resemblance of uh, attention. The older movies, on the other hand, don't seem to get any of that. So we decided that we wanted to start up a Facebook page that uh, put a lot of the attention back onto some of the older movies that we feel deserves the attention as much as the newer ones do. And that's how the concept came about. The name, on the other hand, was a little bit trickier because we didn't quite know what to call ourselves to kind of make us stand out a little bit from everyone else. We didn't want to go up with something cheesy. And one of the original ideas was Penny actually enjoyed was the play on theatrical puns. And I do believe that part might have came about from me, where I might have mentioned something about real or something to that extent. So we toyed with a few names back and forth. Penny actually landed on the name Real Reflections. I think there might have been a couple other ones that were kind of thrown in there as well, but I definitely enjoyed the name of Real Reflections and we decided to stick with that as our concepted review name. So if you want to see the original stuff that is on Facebook, that would be under Real Reflections, spelled the same way as on the podcast. Now, unlike the uh, podcast itself, the Real Reflections on Facebook page is sole purpose is mostly reviews. Whereas the podcast, we will be talking a lot about the older movies. Maybe a comparison to some of the newer ones here and there, you know, what we feel might be inspiration from and stuff like that. But the focal point of the uh, podcast will be just a plain old discussion on some of the older movies. There might be um, topics here and there that might come out like... Baseball season might be coming around the corner, so we might throw out baseball movies, uh, favorite actors and roles, we've you know stuff like that. 
topics that we think might interest the uh, casual movie viewer or the casual podcast that has some time to kill. Now, with that being said, let's delve into who I am a little bit. And uh, we'll kind of end it after that. Um, My handle is JWoww. It's not my name. Um, I got that when um, my son was born. He was called Little JWoww, and I kind of just added that nickname myself because I kind of liked it. Felt it was like a really unique kind of handle. A nickname that I could actually get attached to. And uh, you'll probably hear it on some of the paranormal podcasts I might be a part of as well. Um, my love of movies, I think, came about when I was maybe five or six. I didn't have a VCR till I was 10 or 11, so I couldn't rent a lot of movies. The only ones I'd usually catch maybe would be on cable, and that'd be very limited. And my first cinematic experience, I'd probably have to say was maybe The Land Before Time, but I couldn't tell you for sure. I know I was uh, supposed to go see Ghostbusters with my cousin, but I was only four at the time when that movie came out. It was either four or five, I can't remember how old I was. And for some reason, I didn't want to go see it. No, I don't know. It was, um, my mom thought I'd be scared from Ghostbusters, so she didn't want me to go see it. But I remember, I think that movie was my first fascination because whenever I went to uh, my mom's friend's house and they had a big VHS collection, the second I saw Ghostbusters there, I wanted to watch Ghostbusters. So I honestly want to say that Ghostbusters was probably my first movie fascination. But... I know the first movie I could have probably seen was might have been Ghostbusters or might have been even Spaceballs. But I somehow chickened down in Spaceballs because I had no idea what I was walking into. I was only six or seven at the time. So I wasn't really too interested in wanting to watch that. I was more into like Disney and those cheap Don Bluth uh, animated movies, you know, like Land Before Time or, um, oh, what was it? The American Tale of Five Old Movies with the Little Mouse. Yeah. The only one I really kind of remember when I was a kid was, uh, going to see Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And that was with my aunt because she actually took the day off of work in the summer. I think that's when the movie came out was the summer of 88 or whatever. And she actually took me to go see it. So I thought that was pretty cool of her. But that kind of got me on the start to my love of movies. And then once I got a VCR, it was, you know, I wanted, I got like a membership card to local video stores and just started picking up like little magazines here and there, little booklets just to learn more about movies that were coming out. And then my love and passion of movies grew. I never got to pursue them or pursue a career like the directors and stuff like that do. I would have loved to have, but I always felt my passion would have been more into the lines of uh, wanting to write movies as opposed to directing movies. But as far as like critics goes, me and my, I used to follow them all on the internet and stuff like that. And my friends and I would uh, stay up late at night and watch Siskel and Ebert. 
we would get a kick out of that show the entire time because all the newer movies that came out that we always thought would be interesting would always get a two thumbs down from them and all the more uh, masterpiece movies would be the two thumbs up and we'd be like why would they enjoy that sort of stuff but in hindsight now when I get older it's like I can understand where they're coming from with a lot of these movies whereas a lot of the more eye candy ones were kind of like eh but the more sit down and focal point movies were kind of like oh yay you know I mean they're kind of feel good movies you know it's more character driven and a lot less on special effects but I think Ebert and Siskel were also wrong in a lot of the reviews as well, but that's where I think my love of criticizing movies also started to come around too, is do I follow what they say or do I kind of ignore what they say? You know, because whether they like to admit it or not, they are actually influencing a lot of the movies that do come out. You know, and I know they're both dead, but you know, they... Critics in general do influence what people watch. But also, another thing that I think that will separate me from everyone else's favorite movies. Um, A lot of the critics, I don't know if they'd be able to pinpoint what their most favorite movies are. Some might, some won't, some don't discuss it, some do. I mean, I don't tune into a lot of podcasts, so I couldn't say. I want to try to keep myself different from everybody else. But if I had to sit down and tell you my top five favorite movies of all time, I would probably have to say, starting from the bottom up, my my fifth one I always considered to be the flavor of the month. I can't decide on a definitive fifth uh, tape. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, Fourth one would probably have to be American Splendor. And for those that don't know what American Splendor is, it's a comic book movie that's not really a comic book like you're thinking of. Um, American Splendor was was more of a reality-based comic book series that got started in the 70s. And its uh, focal point is the life and times of Harvey P. Carr from Cleveland, Ohio. Who felt that his life was so mundane that he wanted to have it illustrated in the comic book form. And little did he realize that it actually took off. So his life became more popular because of the comic books. Um, We'll talk about that one later on in future podcasts. Uh, Third one is uh, Clerks. My third favorite movie is Clerks. And for those that aren't aware of what Clerks is, Clerks was um, Kevin Smith's directorial debut where he funded the uh, movie out of his own pocket by selling his comic book collection and made a black and white feature based around his life working at the um, working as a convenience store clerk. And this movie actually got recommended to me from a friend after I had seen Mallrats. I said, well, if you enjoyed Mallrats, you'd enjoy Clerks. Well, I'd never heard of Clerks at the time, so I took a chance on it and absolutely fell in love with Clerks. And like I said, the, all these will be discussed in future podcasts in a more length, a future date. Um, number two is uh, War- The Warriors. The 1979 uh, Walter Hill cult classic. 
And the Warriors came to me through a magazine article that I read. I was detailing it for some reason. I have no idea why. And it was the only time I ever got the magazine. So, I don't know, God send, if you will, for those that love movies. Call it what you will. But uh, I looked up the trailer and all that at the, online. And then I found it at a FYE. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take a chance on it because it sounds really good. And once I did, I absolutely fell in love with the movie. Uh, it's just gritty. It's action-packed. It's paced really well. Like I said, the uh, my fascination with Warriors I'll talk about in, future, in a future uh, podcast episode. And my number one movie of all time, one that I could sit down and enjoy no matter what, just for a feel-good experience, is um, 1994's The Crow. And I know a lot of people will probably say, absolutely, The Crow is probably one of the best movies out there. And they're not wrong with that. And if you take a take some time to actually watch it, if you haven't seen it for the first time, you might enjoy it and you might not. But it's just the grittiness of the movie, you know. I mean, it's all dark in tone, you know, from the homicide, suicide, or homicides to his resurrection of Eric Draven. To even just the atmosphere itself is just dark and gritty, and somehow I just enjoyed it. But it wasn't enjoyed on the first viewing. It actually took me a few years to get into loving the crow in order to actually enjoy it as for what it is now. But like I said, like, all that sort of stuff will be talked about in a future episode. <coughs> But the uh, concept for me for um, trying to figure out my top five favorite movies had actually come about from watching uh, John Cusack's High Fidelity. And whenever he wanted to impress somebody, he would always try to do a like a top five mixtape of his favorite songs and all that. And he would always have trouble figuring out what films to, or what songs to put in there. You know, every discussion that him and his friends have would always be a top five, whatever, you know, for like I say, uh, you know, like a birthday party or a funeral or something like that. Just throwing them out there. If there's jobs at the record store that he ran, that would always be a top five of something or other. So that idea kind of came about to me of what would my top five be? And I could never really come out on a top five. I could always come out with like top four, but the fifth one would always be like, well, there's like so many that could fill out that fifth spot. Like six or seven choices. So instead of just saying, well, every fifth one's going to change up, why not just say it's going to be the flavor of the month? You know, well, at one point it could be this movie, and then a week later I enjoy another movie a lot more than the prior one, so it'll be different. So that's why I always say the flavor of the month, because my fifth choice is always going to switch up. Now, like I said prior to, the uh, content for the podcast will change. Uh, but the uh, conception, or the content, sorry, the content will always be about uh, older movies. And I have no real idea when the second podcast will drop, 
or the second episode of the podcast will drop. But once I get a few ideas laid down, you will definitely be the first to know. As long as you uh, like, share, subscribe, all that good fun stuff. Um, I do know I want to try to keep in with some um, the content that kind of joins together, like I said. A few ideas I had thrown around was um, sports-related podcasts, uh, famous famous actors in uh, lesser-known movies. Um, Another idea I also had about, too, was... um, retooling movies, you know, where the idea or the concept is the same in an older movie and it's redone in a newer movie. Was it better? Was it worse? You know, that sort of stuff. It'll, I'll sort it all out later on and we'll figure it out from there. But uh, until the next episode does drop, I'd like to thank you all for listening. God bless and stay tuned for the upcoming attractions.